Let's pray. Dear Jesus, as we see you suffering in your solitude all alone, it brings us great sorrow. Oh, how we long to to help you if we could. Oh, how sad we are to know that we caused this. As we see you suffering this Lenten season, lead us to also look with joy as you suffered all alone to rescue each and every one of us. In your name we pray. Amen. As we start this Lenten season during the the middle of the week, we're going to be following this series called Behold the Hidden Glory of the Cross. Tonight we see it hidden in Jesus' solitude, hidden as he is all alone. Our text, in a way, is like a movie trailer previewing the, the drama that's about to unfold. But it's full of spoilers, isn't it? This particular summary that Jesus gives to his disciples of what's about to happen, it, it tells us the whole plot, everything that's about to happen to him. And as we look at it, and we realize that this is our Savior, the creator of the universe, and he is going to be mocked and insulted? How's that work? And we realize that this God who has given us every single blessing we've ever enjoyed our entire life, he's going to experience existence on the cross without blessing? He's going to suffer our hell? How does that happen. The God who breathed life into every single one of us is going to have his life taken from him? And all this for me? For you? As you ponder your Savior's great love for you, isn't there a part of you that just wishes you were there to help him in some way? Lord, if if only I could have been there, I, I I could have held a a cool, damp cloth to to ease your suffering. I I could have shouted at the crowds and told them who you are and what you were doing even for them. I could have been your one defender in the Jewish courtroom as you stood before the high priest and no one defended you. I could have been the one to defend you before Pontius Pilate. If only I could have done something, anything to help you. Jesus turns to his disciples in our text. He turns to you and to me and he says, we are going up to Jerusalem and we think to ourselves, yes, and we will go with you, Lord. We will go with you. And how we would love to help. But he makes it so clear so quickly in this text, we don't get to help. We are going up with him to Jerusalem as the 12 did. We are going to watch everything that happens. But everything that happens will happen to him and to him alone, to the Son of Man. The Son of Man will be mocked. The Son of Man will be insulted. The Son of Man will be spit upon. The Son of Man will be flogged. The Son of Man will be killed. Those things will not happen to us. Only to him. 
We cannot help. He must go alone or we will surely perish. And so then there's that part of us like Peter that says, well, maybe we could just alter the script a little bit. Lord, if you really must suffer, then let's hide the suffering. Let's put on display what we saw just this last Sunday, your glory. Let's have everyone waiting where you will rise three days later to witness your lifeless clay breathe again. Let's witness your glory. Let's see that and let's hide the shame. And Jesus says, brother, sister, it cannot be. The glory must be hidden. The glory must not be seen. The shame must be seen by all. The torment must be seen by all. The suffering, the death, the hell must be seen by all. But no one will see the lifeless clay rise. Witnesses will see him after he comes to life again, but only the word of God will declare what happened as he rose. No, the glory must be hidden. The suffering, the shame must be seen. And then we come to learn that it was our sin that caused all this. And it brings great sorrow, doesn't it? To consider that all that I have done is what placed him there. All that you have done has placed him there, has caused him to endure all that pain. And we come during the season of Lent and we feel sorrow. But then so often we show that we just don't really care. It's so much easier to just watch TV than to pray. It is so much easier to to love convenience and pleasure than it is to love the cross of Christ. It is so much easier to fight with family than it is to do devotions and Bible time with family. Moments for the sports page, but no moments for one page of his word. And then it gets even worse. Deep down in the depths of our depravity, at the core of our wickedness, there's this voice that would point out the void in our lives. The place where the sin could have been, the place where the sin surely would have been before I had learned how to fight that particular temptation. And now the sin's not there because I have learned how to control myself And I think to myself, what aid I must have given my Savior that I spared him that extra suffering on the cross, that I removed it from him, that he did not need to endure because I have learned so well how to obey. What utter foolishness. Every ounce of me is permeated with sin and every ounce of you the same. There is nothing good in me and there is nothing good in you. There is nothing we can do to help him at all and it brings us such sorrow to ponder it. But then, 
as we look again and see him spoiling the whole story and listen to his words, we see that the simple fact that we cannot help him is the best news in the world. Because if he relied on you, if he relied on me, even in the slightest, we would be damned forever. And so he says, we are going up to Jerusalem, but I will suffer alone. And all of a sudden, the fact that he must suffer alone goes from this thing that causes us great sorrow to this thing that brings us remarkable joy. Because we look at this Jesus who says we are going up, who tells us exactly what's going to happen, and we listen and hear nothing directed at us. He doesn't point the finger and say, and it's all your fault that I have to go through this. No, nothing. He doesn't look at you and and wag a finger of shame in your face like we might expect him to do. He, He doesn't put the blame on us. He willingly goes. He willingly goes to a place of extreme solitude like we cannot even fathom. He goes alone. He goes alone to suffer for you and for me, to endure hell for you and for me. And the fact that he does it alone is the best news in the world. And so we are going up with him to Jerusalem this Lenten season once again. And we will stay at a distance and watch from afar as so many of his disciples did just to make sure that we don't trick ourselves into thinking we are somehow helping. But as he asks us to do, we will go up to Jerusalem with him and we will once again watch. And yes, there will be sorrow. But there will also be great joy. And we will watch, and we will watch, and we will watch. We will stare at the hidden glory of our Savior Jesus, hidden in his solitude on the cross, and we will watch until we hear those words of victory, he is risen, he is risen indeed. Amen.